0: This is AM 1280, The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Intelligent Radio, fueled by Lucky's Station.
1: With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew. In Washington, the snowy mountains and frozen lakes of Rocky Mountain National Park are still open to visitors despite the federal government shutdown. But across the country in New York, the nation's most famous monuments to immigration are not accessible to tourists like Animal Corridor who traveled all the way from Florida.
2: We're just so disappointed because we came all the way from Miami to know the Statue of Liberty and then it's supposedly closed because of the government or whatever. That's not
1: nice. Meanwhile, correspondent Linda Kenyon the reports the government shutdown last night when lawmakers could not come to terms.
3: Majority leader Mitch McConnell blamed Democrats for the shutdown, saying they forced the matter by trying to shoehorn the issue of immigration into the four-week spending bill.
1: Anybody explain to me this strategy?
3: And Senator McConnell lamented...
1: The American people expect us to act like adults to get together and solve the problem. That report from correspondent Linda Kenyon on Capitol Hill. This is SRN News.
0: Michael Medved sets the record straight.
1: It has a picture of Dr. King, and it's a wonderful photo. And then it says he was a socialist before it was
0: cool. Okay, there are two things and two problems with this statement from CNN. Number one, it says he was a socialist, which King didn't say publicly. Number two, it says before it was cool. That implies it's cool today to be a socialist. Is it really? The Michael Medved Show, afternoons at 2 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Just after 1 o'clock here at AM 1280, The Patriot, and that means it's time for the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network with the headliner Mitch Berg. Tune in tomorrow at 2 p.m. for The Closer, Brad Carlson. And for the best economic insight, it's the King Banyan Show over on Business 1440. Together they are the Northern Alliance Radio Network. 40 will be our high today. Cloudy skies out there, upper 30s for Sunday. It looks like we get some snow for Monday.
5: Careful, don't draw so attention. That's so cool, that's right. Make sure you don't let anybody see you. It's wild out there, here, folks. Uh, there's rampaging gangs of cannibals roaming the streets of Egan, and uh, the cannibals—or or there were at least—until the, the starving wolves got to them. Uh, the, the, and of course, the jackals came and got the wolves. I don't know where you even get jackals in Minnesota, uh, but this is all stuff that's just happened in the last uh, twelve. Oh, shoot. Get down, get down! Band of zombies went by. I didn't even know zombies were nonfiction. <sighs> okay, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. This is a post-government shutdown edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And if you're alive and can hear me out there, uh, you may envy the dead at this point because with the government shut down, one might wonder if if life is possible now. Terminator Ann and I are lucky because we are here in a studio that was built during the height of the Cold War, designed to be one of the studios that could hide out a potential nuclear attack like they had in Hawaii last weekend. Oh, wait, not quite. But but you know what I'm talking about here. It's designed to survive radiation, survive a you know, near-miss by, by, by nuclear weapons, potentially. Uh, so I don't know if it's quite proof against the effect of a government shutdown, which... As we've been assured, is much much worse than a nuclear war. Oh, hang on, hang on. Oh, I don't know how the the wolves and jackals gang of roaming cannibals, but there they go. Oh, the wolves got them. Did You see that Terminator N? Yeah, that was that came very fast. That was very very fast. It's the lifespan is not good for cannibals, wolves, or jackals out there because. Uh, I think the mountain lions came and got the jackals just now too. This is this is ugly out there, folks. This is worse than most of the government shutdowns that have left the southern suburbs com- completely denuded of people and 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 population. Where was that? Oh yeah, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. The wind beneath the right wing, the bright shining spot of red in a, in a sea of gore, uh, caused by the government shutdown. Of course, uh, the federal government has shut down o- o- overnight this last night. And uh, and while we watch out for a gang of, of near do wells outlaws, marauders, cannibals, and and uh, out-of-work IRS agents, we're going. To, oh no, wait—they're still working. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about this government shutdown. We've we've been through this before, several times. You may recall we had two or three different state government shutdowns. We've had any number of federal government shutdowns in recent years. And oh, why am I whispering? I don't know. It's just part of my shtick. Every time the government shuts down, we get these 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 stories these these these. these I, I, every time it happens, you have people usually on in in the usually the Democrats, but the party that's out of power during the the course of the shutdown. Uh, goes and claims there's going to be savagery and and, and rape and looting and pillage across the land because the government is shut down. And as we heard during the top of the hour news, perhaps you catch it. Terminator N, did you catch us during the top of the hour news? There were were three different references to what happened during the government shutdown. Did you catch a theme with all three of those references?
6: Yeah, a lot of dread.
5: A lot of dread, but also what was actually shut down? Uh, was it specified? Yeah, national parks and tourist stops. And perhaps you've noticed. I mean, this is one thing you you may have to know. You have to notice about these government shutdowns, whether it's a state government shutdown or a federal government shutdown. If you've listened to this broadcast for the last 13 years and change, you know the answer to this already because we talk about this every time. The things they shut down aren't the parts of government that churn through your money like a Grateful Dead fan going through Cheetos. No, it's the parts of government that people actually enjoy or the parts of government that allay people's pain. And and not by people, I mean people who depend on government or people who need the government for some temporary temporary thing. For example, you will not find entitlement programs going without money. You will not find Congress getting defunded. You will not find any significant number of federal bureaucrats being furloughed. Oh, you will find a few government workers being sent home uh, and being told to ch- ch- change vacation days for a couple of days while the government, uh, while the Congress works this out. But you will not find the government shutting down, even in Minnesota. Uh, the last time the government shut down, which uh, was a few years ago, of course, the big shutdown was 2011. Uh, I mean, they shut down a few big visible symbols of government, like they turned off the lights on the Capitol, Right. I mean, that's that's how petty and, for lack of a better term, bitchy they were about the, quote, government shutdown back then. I mean, the Minnesota Department of Revenue didn't shut down. The State Patrol didn't stop writing tickets for busted taillights. But they shut down, I don't know, the things that tourists like. They shut down state parks. They st- they shut down, oh, what was it? Oh, rest stops on highways. Ha, ha, ha. I mean, how petty is that? They shut down the rest stops on the highways, but not the highway patrolmen who are writing out tickets for broken taillights and obscured license plates. <laughs> the Metro Transit carried right on. The the, the, the every, Of course, that's not a state thing. It's a Met Council thing. But we, we figured at the time of the 2011 shutdown that the shutdown affected. Are you ready for this? Eight percent of government funding. The shutdown, quote, shut down, end quote, 8%, count them, 8, count them, 8, count them, 8% of the state government. Now, I don't know what is being shut down as part of this shutdown, but it is not. The the military is going on. They have not brought all the troops home from overseas because of this shutdown. Or rather, the troops overseas have not been cast adrift in their civvies, forced to find their own way home because of this shutdown. No, they're, they're still on duty. The submarines are still submarine. The carriers are still carrying aircraft. The tanks are still tanking around. And, <laughs> and, and and the rest of the federal government is still doing what it does. The bureaucrats are still bureaucrating, except unless you work for something that uh, is, is a public-facing symbol of the things that people kind of sort of enjoy about government, like national parks, like the Statue of Liberty, like five will get you ten Yellowstone's gates closed down. Oh, the workers will still be doing what they do inside Yellowstone, taking care of things. Nobody's going to go without more than a little bit of pay, and that'll all be covered by vacation. Oh, and there'll be a resolution afterwards to give all the government workers that were furloughed back pay, if any of them get furloughed. And I'm sure it'll happen. I mean, you can't talk about this much money without affecting some people. But government workers, at the end of the day, always come out even. And if I, you know, if I was a government worker, I'd pretty much hope so. Because you know, let's face it, while conservatives and government are not always on the best of terms, uh, there's no there's no extra points in cheating workers, right? You just don't, even even government workers. Here's the part that 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 hashes my browns. Here is is the explanations of this. You heard a little bit of this in the top of the hour news. Here, there was a House-passed stopgap bill that would have avoided the shutdown last night. It fills it out in the Senate Friday night. Leaving Congress, this is according to CNBC, negotiating frantically as the midnight deadline to fund the government passed. The measure failed in a procedural vote of 50 to 49. Five Democrats, including Joe Manchin of West Virginia, Joe Donnelly of Indiana, Heidi Heitkamp in North Dakota, who's facing a brutal reelection bid, uh, had backed it. For a Republican, oh, Doug Jones of Alabama, of course, and Claire McCaskill Missouri, also facing a brutally difficult re-election, I believe. Uh, four Republicans uh, voted against it, including Rand Paul of Kentucky. Anyway, so it was it was a bipartisan uh, vote either way. Both sides it was bipartisan for and against it. Now, at the end of the day, what really happened was it was the equivalent, not of a filibuster necessarily. But the Democrats primarily, with, a, with the five exceptions we noted, who are facing either in very conservative states like Joe Manchin and Heidi Heitkamp or facing very difficult uh, re-election bids in states that voted for Trump like Heidi Heitkamp, <laughs> who will take a miracle akin to last Sunday's game to stay in the Senate here if this keeps up the, the way they are. And if the North Dakota Democratic Party keeps anyway, – I'm digressing here just a tad. Uh, it was a bipartisan thing, but it was in effect not if not a, a filibuster, the threat of a filibuster the The one big nuclear option that a uh, minority has in the United States Senate and really in the federal government is the ability for a, a fil- for the minority to filibuster and to keep uh, the bill from getting to the 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 margin that it needs to win and that 's why the one bit of news that came out this past week uh Kind of (laughs) hashed by Browns, as as the saying goes. Tina Smith, who has been Minnesota's, quote, senator, end quote, uh, since she replaced Al Franken a couple weeks back, put out on her Facebook page, Tina Smith here, which makes sense since it was her Facebook page. Anyway, Minnesota's new senator. Thank you, Tina. I I wouldn't have known that. I've only been in Congress for two weeks, so I need a little help understanding something. Republicans control the House, Senate and White House, so how can a government shutdown possibly be anyone's fault but their own? Especially when there's a bipartisan path toward, forward that protects children's health insurance and dreamers. That's that's your new senator talking. Now, there are the person who posted that, posted that by way of saying, "Ha <laughs> ha, look how dumb our new senator is." And and there may be something to it. But I, I you don't want to underestimate your opponent. Tina Smith maybe a former, the, the, the former operator of the butcher, uh, the the abattoir on Vandalia, but she's not stupid. At least you have to assume she's not stupid to have gotten to this station in her career, having been the de facto governor of Minnesota for this last four years, and, or maybe seven years, and, and I, I'm not going to assume she's stupid. And if you don't assume she's stupid, you have to assume she knows that bills like this can be filibustered. That to pass, not not the, the budget itself, but the procedural steps to get to voting for the budget, you have to have potentially 60 votes if the opposition wants to filibuster. The Democrats are the opposition. They're the minority party for now. And Tina Smith knows that. Or at least I have to assume she does. Because don't assume your opponents are stupid. So I have to assume like I've been assuming with so many Democrat uh, statements and and public relations efforts this last several years, not that that she doesn't know how the Senate works. She most certainly does. I'm going to assume that she, like so many PR initiatives and, and public statements from the left, is basically assuming that you are stupid. Not you, the am A, the Patriot audience. She's not talking to you. She knows for her purposes you are all lost causes. And and by the way, thank God for that. No, she is assuming that a good chunk of her audience here in Minnesota doesn't know any better. She's assuming that they didn't take ninth grade civics and and that they don't know that for some of these procedural votes in the Senate, it takes 60 votes potentially if you don't have a bipartisan majority. She's assuming that Minnesotans are ignorant enough not to know better. And if you look at social media, especially social media from many progressive Minnesotans of not particularly high profile, it's not a bad guess. So the money's gone for at least 98% of it. (laughs) 8% of the money's gone. Hang in there, folks. We'll survive this shutdown. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, the Patriots.
7: Hey Sharon, do you know January is Sanctity of Life Month?
3: Yes, I do. And 2018 marks the 45th year of legalized abortion through the Roe v. Wade decision. That has led to a loss of over 60 million children in the womb in the US.
7: Wow, that's tragic. How did you learn so much about life issues?
3: By reading Human Life Alliance magazines. They're a great resource to learn about many different pro-life issues.
7: What types of resources do they have?
3: Well, for your church, she's a child, not a choice. For high school and college students, the manual for adulting, And for young children, Life Begins. It's a comic book.
7: What's their website?
3: Just go to humanlife.org. You can request copies there or call Human Life Alliance at 651-484-1040.
7: Wow. Are they based here in Minnesota?
3: Yep, right here. But they supply pro-life materials around the globe. Check them out at humanlife.org.
0: Human Life Alliance.
4: Inform. Inspire. Involve. Do you want exceptional convenience and still do business with a like-minded Minnesota company? It's Lucky's Station Convenience Stores. Larry Elder here with Lucky's owner, Scott Stevens. New years bring new ideas. Starting in
7: 2018, one of Lucky's corporate goals is to be more involved in the community. That's why I'm proud to announce the Cups for Cops campaign. Starting this month and running the balance of this year, come into any Lucky Stations, purchase any Fountain or coffee drink, and we'll make a donation to Gallagher's Army, which supports the families of fallen police officers.
4: Lucky Station is a small group of family-owned convenience stores in a world of giant national chains. Lucky Station has everything that the big-name convenience stores have. You see, owner Scott Stevens and his family welcome the opportunity to earn your business. Fill up at Lucky Station today.
7: Lucky Station, providing service for the customer and support for the community. Best wishes and happy new
4: year. Now, there's a Lucky Station near you. Find them online at LuckyStations.com. Lucky's Station, the official convenience store of AM 1280,
6: The Patriot. Well, we do what we do primarily to honor the Lord. Hi, this is Lee Juvelin with the Kingdom Builders Roofing. And this is Eric Juvelin. We'd like to say thank you to all the people that have purchased roofs through the Kingdom Builders. But we also want to thank all the people that we've met, whether they've purchased a roof or not. There's more to this than just selling roofs. Maybe once or twice we actually sell the roof. In the first meeting, once you kind of turn this over to the Lord... Then you can get those blessings from just meeting the people. We've been blessed by every person we've come in contact with. And we pray that we can be a blessing to others. Maybe by doing the roof and doing it for a fair price and doing a quality job. We can work year-round. We will warrant the work. Or we can get things on the schedule for as soon as the weather breaks. Give us a call today. We'd be glad to help you out. We're the Kingdom Builders Roofing Company. We're not salespeople. We're just great roofers. So give us a call at 612 900-9166 Or look us up online at TheKingdomBuilders.net AM
5: 1280 The Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network 651-289-4488 Join me, won't you please? You can also join me on Twitter at hashtag NARN, that's Northern Alliance Radio Network, spanning the internet and the airwaves to dominate both So last week, I, I went on the air and said uh, that I thought the Vikings season was going to end last Sunday. And I was very nearly right, by the way. I mean, that, that, that last week's uh, last week's game reminded me of the 2016 World Series when uh, the, the, the Cubs and the Indians went back and forth and back and forth, holding the lead down through the 8th and ninth innings. And and a couple times there, both times, both teams seemed like they were on the, the verge of victory. And the, the Cubbies and Justice won out and, now, same thing happened last Sunday. I mean, what, under, right just before the two minute warning, the, 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 uh, who were they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Vikings were behind. Why am I blocking on who they played? It doesn't matter. And of course, the, the the play everyone's talking about with ten seconds to go, uh, the the catch, the running into the end zone, everything. And the Vikings won with literally no time left on the clock, or practically no time left on the clock. It was one for the record books. It was an amazing thing to see. It was just a just a fabulous game. Uh, I saw the. I don't watch a lot of football, to be honest. I'm usually waiting for uh, pitchers and catchers to report this time of year. If the Bears are out of the running. <laughs> which they were in September. Uh, but I, I I got the last uh, six game minutes and 40 TV minutes of the game uh, last Sunday. And it was, it was, I was glad I did. It was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, and and afterwards, on social media, I had a lot of people say, oh, bitch, yeah, you were wrong there. Uh, you were wrong. You predicted the Viking season would be over, and, and you were wrong. And to which I, I replied, <clears throat> you're not following me. You're not smelling what I'm cooking. I mean I've I don't know what I could do. I don't I don't know what I could do short of tattoo it inside your eyelids, folks. I, I I did it with a reference to a something called Berg's Law. Berg's fourth law in this case. And Berg's fourth law is an ironclad rule of human behavior that has no exceptions and is not fungible in any way and the rule is is something i mean most of them pertain there's 20 different bergs laws most of them most of them pertain to economics but one of them is called bergs fourth law of media sports inversion and it reads like this a minnesota sports team may be a contender by the way i should say professional men's sports team may be a contender until the moment the local media actually believes they will be contenders at that moment whether it's in spring training or late November in the NFL season, or or week 72 of the NHL playoffs, the season will fall apart, and everything will come crashing down, and and people will be disappointed. That's Berg's fourth law of media sports inversion. Not Berg's fourth saying, not Berg's fourth rye quip, and and not Berg's fourth joke of media sports inversion. It's a law. It's called a law for a reason. I mean, the sports, sports team will be a contender until local people, especially the local media, start believing in them. Okay. You smelling what I'm cooking? I maintained my pessimism up until just before the field goal that put uh, put the the the. the uh, uh, who did they play? Terminator and who did they play? <laughs> the New Orleans Saints. Thank you, the Saints. God, I don't know why I blocked on the Saints. Maybe it's just memories of 2009. I don't know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> trauma. At any rate, I even after even even before the field goal when the Vikings were ahead, uh, and I, and people were saying, "Yep, we got this one in the bag." I said, "Remember Berg's fourth law: the minute you feel optimistic, boom, it's over." I mean, we've had this time after time after time after time after time. I mean, you remember, was it Was it 2011 when the Vikings were looking really good up until Brett Favre had that last-second choke? I forget what year. I want to say it was 2011. It was 09. 09. thank you. Against the Saints. Doy, you, show, you see how much I follow football, right? We, <laughs> that's why we need Brad Carlson in here for this stuff. Of course, he's going to be texting me any minute. Hey, that was 2009 and the Saints. Anyway, point being, I maintained my pessimism, even when things were looking really good with under three minutes, three, four minutes to go in the game. I maintained my pessimism, not because I don't want the Vikings to go all the way downtown. I I most certainly do because I'm here to tell you, being in a city that has won a major sports event like we did twice back in the the 87-91 World Series, absolutely unforgettable experience that I want my children and your children and you, if you were not of that age at that time, to have at some point in your life, it is one of the most amazing times in American social life to be in a city that has won the World Series or the Super Bowl or I suppose the NBA championship, maybe and NHL. Yeah, OK, I suppose if you're in the right city, maybe it'd be a big deal. But the World Series and the Super Bowl are the ones where you find complete strangers dancing in the streets at 4 a.m. afterwards. Um as I did twice, <laughs> and it was just the best. And so I maintained my pessimism, not because I don't want the Vikings to win, not because I didn't think maybe a miracle could happen, as indeed it did. No, I did it for you. I did it so you would not experience the anguish of your team getting uh, choking out at the last second, as they very nearly did, as, as but for that last second pass to Diggs they could have. I mean, had that pass been incomplete, had, they, had he uh, stepped out of bounds and, and, and the kicker shanked another field goal, as seems to be the Vikings decade after decade pattern, then you'd all be, we we'd all be singing a different tune these days. So while I don't take credit for the Vikings win, I'm not going to say that some well-placed, well-timed extreme pessimism couldn't have had some role in the denouement the other day, last Sunday. And so with that in mind, I'm going to make my prediction for Sunday, for tomorrow. The Vikings season will end tomorrow. Oh, yes, it will. The Vikings are out of it tomorrow. The Eagles are just too good of a team. The Vikings cannot pull it off. And if you hear anyone who says otherwise, smack them upside the head. Let's go to St. Paul on the phones. Mike, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hi,
4: Mitch. I think I'm going to keep my uh, five-buck bet with my – Brother in law from Philly, so I'm, I'm still rooting for it. I still think they can do it. Anyways, uh, I, I look at the Republicans and I see, I, let's see, this government shutdown to me, and I'm not, you were giving some inside baseball and I, I understand a lot of it, but one of the things that I see is that we continue to allow them to have this archaic, to abuse this archaic filibuster. And that leads them, the Democrats, to throw a monkey wrench in good legislation every time. Yep. And so when and that and so there is some blame, but the result of it is, you know, when Chuck Schumer and his like or whatever the who, the the uh some of these other guys for the, the senator from Illinois come out and say horrible things about the
5: the uh, Turban the public, Durban.
4: Yeah. You know, they're, yes, those it still stands because we haven't passed enough we just recently passed this tax thing, but we haven't passed nearly enough good legislation to prove them wrong. Yeah. That we don't that we we aren't biased against the poor, that we are for America in general. And so I think that I don't I for the life of me, don't understand why we're we're still allowing that, and why why we just don't move ahead and let every average American who doesn't watch this stuff closely see that we put together good legislation, and you know everyone's doing okay, and the poor aren't increasing in the streets, et cetera.
5: And so in so fact, the, um, and in fact, the poor rant. the poor are getting are, are having a much better lot than they were because the news came out last week, two weeks ago, unemployment rate the unemployment rate among African Americans has plummeted. It's it's gone. Way, it's still high. It's still very high by American standards. But it's for the first time in oh, 10 years, go figure, the African rate, uh, African-American unemployment rate has dropped and dropped sharply. So the poor are doing better. Now, there's two real, two real questions. Do, number one, do the Democrats block a lot of uh, good beneficial legislation for uh, petty, venal, partisan reasons? Absolutely. They absolutely do. And they do it for purely political reasons. They want to maintain power. They want... They want the power. And, and by manipulating public opinion and, and by keeping people poor, they keep their power. However, the other question is, do we want to get rid of the filibuster? And we have had this debate over the last decade. We've seen the Republican Party in and out of power. And and now, finally, uh, I think for the first time since I've been doing this show, the Republicans are in control in the White House, the Capitol, at least thin thin control by a couple of votes in in the uh, in congress and uh, to at least some extent in the supreme court although it's not supposed to be partisan we have a conservative majority and thank god for that However, the, the the do we want to get rid of the filibuster the filibuster is and maybe an archaic rule but over the years there, there were times when republican minorities especially republican minorities at a time when we did not have control of the white house we were the minority in the house and senate and the supreme court doesn't isn't supposed to be legislating anyway uh, we used the filibuster to hold off on a lot of terrible to to keep a lot of terrible legislation at bay or to at least moderate the worst effects a lot of some of the worst uh proposals that that Barack Obama had between 2009 and 2011 when remember the Democrats had complete control of everything, and so uh, of of the the Capitol, uh, both chambers of the Capitol, and and the White House. And so, the the big question is the same thing we told people uh, Democrats: Do you want to be abusing executive orders because you're not going to hold the White House forever? Yeah, the filibuster is the same thing. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. When we come back, arson at St. Kate's. <laughs>
0: ever had an obstructed view at a show or an event this is so amazing what's so amazing i can't see around this concrete column that's what it's like relying on checking your credit to protect you from identity theft you get a limited view
4: she looks
0: beautiful who looks beautiful you might detect credit changes but you can miss threats like someone getting an online payday loan in your name or selling your personal information on the dark web did you see that see what the concrete with LifeLock, you can see more. We use proprietary technology to detect a range of identity threats. And if you have a problem, a U.S.-based identity restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can alert you to threats you could miss. I told you this was crazy.
7: You are killing me.
0: Memberships start at $9.99 a month plus applicable taxes. Now get 10% off. Go to LifeLock.com and enter promo code NEWS.
1: That's promo code NEWS. LifeLock. More detection, more protection. We offer our students a powerful education on how to trade in the U.S. stock and options market coupled with sound investment advice and all from our family business. We're here to help you reach your biggest goals through taking small steps. Join us and bring your family. Coming to the Sheraton Bloomington January 26th and 27th. Only $99.95
7: for your entire household plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register... Call 877-907-TRADE, that's 877-907-8723, or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. AM
5: 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Government shutdown edition of the broadcast. My name is Mitch Berg. Hey! Don't forget, we got a crime and security summit coming up uh, this coming Wednesday, I believe. If you're in leadership or decision maker at your church or Christian school, perhaps St. Catherine's University, you are invited to join us at the second annual Crisis and Security Summit Wednesday, the 24th through double at the DoubleTree. In Bloomington, this free event features experts in the fields of preparing for and responding to a crisis, cybersecurity, physical security, and more. The event is free, but you got to pre-register at
3: am1280thePatriot.com.
5: What? Too soon? No, so it's timely, I say. Go register at your organization and yourself at am1280thepatriot.com for the Crisis and Security Summit, especially if you work at a religious institution that is concerned about security, as one might say, St. Catherine's University is. Uh, episode happened this last Wednesday. Uh, I'm reading here from uh, the St. Paul Pioneer Press, former St. Catherine University student charged with Uh, setting fires on the college's St. Paul campus, told police she did it because, quote, she'd been reading about the U.S. military destroying schools in Iraq and Afghanistan, and she felt that she should do exactly the same thing, according to a criminal complaint filed Friday. And then she went on to say one of those things that uh, a highly polished criminal, I must say, not to wax too cynical or, or, quote, humorous, end quote, about this, This is one of the reasons that they give you a Miranda warning when they arrest you. Things that you say can be used against you in court and things that you say, allegedly, uh, that are reported in the media to an entire city full of people who are agog about what you've done can and will be used very much to your detriment in court against you. Uh, By the way, the word agog, A-G-O-G, doesn't get used nearly enough in our society today. And it seems to fit, uh, at least now. I'm agog at this story. Uh, And the next thing that the alleged um, arsonist said, I mean, not just she wanted to get revenge on what the U.S. military is doing in Iraq and Afghanistan, but, and I quote, You guys are lucky that I don't know how to build a bomb because I would have done that, end quote, said Truza Jamal Hassan, 19, of of Minneapolis, who allegedly said that to investigators after being arrested arrested Wednesday afternoon in a campus dorm lounge. Hassan was charged in Ramsey County District Court with a single count of first-degree arson, No injuries or major damage were reported on the fires, all of which occurred in the middle of the day Wednesday. Ramsey County Prosecutor Margaret Galvin said in court Friday that Hassan had, quote, substantial ties to the local community and added that authorities were investigating whether she had any international ties as well. A spokesman for the FBI's Minneapolis office said he could not comment on whether federal authorities are also investigating the incident. A call to the United States District Attorney's uh, Minnesota office to inquire about whether Hassan might face federal charges was not returned. This is my shocked tone. A woman who identified herself as Hassan's older sister, in in tears outside Hassan's first court hearing on Friday, declined comment. Uh, in addition to the sister, Hassan has a mother in the area who could not be reached for comment. Uh, Patrick Noineri, a attorney retained by Hassan's family. Uh, declined to comment with, on the charge, but said it came as a, quote, big shock to the family, adding they are just at a loss, which is probably a perfectly honest response. I, I will I will say this. Uh, I can hear people out there now going, hey, hey, look at it, Muslim terrorism. And maybe, I mean, this is certainly an allegation that needs to be looked into. But it appears that... Hassan's roots may well be in Ethiopia, and and while there are allegations that Minnesota's Somali community may be more prone to various levels of crime than uh, than 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 the average immigrant community, and certainly some evidence to suggest that the opposite is true of Ethiopian immigrants to Minnesota, who I'm told by contacts in law enforcement uh, are among the most squeaky clean immigrants to the United States, you will look long and hard to find uh, episodes of Ethiopians committing crime in this country. Uh, Ethiopians are a phenomenally law-abiding bunch of people, and Ethiopian immigrants to this country are a credit to this country. And there's a lot, by the way, Ethiopians are a fairly diverse country. You have Muslims, you have Coptic Christians, you have all sorts of different people in Ethiopia. But the one thing they've had in common as a general rule is that They have been a phenomenally law-abiding bunch of people, Uh, whether you're talking among Americans or immigrants. This would seem to be the exception. Uh, Ms. Hassan is uh, accused of of setting eight different fires, including the largest of the fires at a a building that houses the freshman dorm and the daycare center. Pardon the redundancy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no, I can't be laughing. It's too soon for that sort of thing. No, there's a daycare center. There were 33 children uh, in the building uh, during midday as well as uh, eight adults at the daycare center. And so it's it's not a laughing matter, and I should not have laughed. It's, it's. I mean, thank goodness for modern fire protection uh, because that was apparently the most serious fire. She set it uh, on a chair, and the chair was uh, burned up, and, and the sprinklers caught it. But that was a, 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 big, uh, a big dent in everyone's day, not to mention the eight other fires that were set around and about St. Kate's. Uh, fortunately, apparently, for the prosecution, uh, Ms. Hassan did not uh, show up for the class where they taught you to shut up and lawyer up when you're accused of a crime. Uh, more on that when we get uh, a moment. Uh, we'll let's go to St. Paul on the phone. Uh, Gary, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Yes, sir. Uh,
2: okay, so what I, la- I kind of chuckle about this and she's trying to burn down a Catholic all-women's college? <laughs> which, of course, there are none in Eastern Africa, and a college that really tries to accommodate all of their cultural needs. You know, like the foods that the you know the foods in the cafeteria. Oh yeah. St. Kate, uh, St. Kate's has a private swim. So yep. The, so they can not have men watch, and for possibility.
5: Oh St. yeah, goes it,
2: out of their way. When it comes St. To, to being a great job,
5: yeah. When it, it comes to being politically correct, Saint Catherine's makes Saint Thomas look like Oral Roberts. Absolutely. Sorry, just yeah. had to interrupt.
2: But the thing is, is you don't have that back in your old country. Girls can't even go to school, <laughs> let alone college.
5: You have caught the irony of this situation, Gary. Absolutely.
2: It's just and then the thing is, is I live in the neighborhood. Right. And I, actually, and I actually know someone that works there, and the neighborhood Facebook pages. My side hurts. I'm laughing so hard. Well, what
5: happened? What are they saying on the neighborhood? Because a little bit of background here. Uh, I, I, Gary, and I, I've known Gary for for a fair amount of time here. We've been involved in a couple of uh, issues in the neighborhood, including a few years back, uh, there was a there was a shooting by a carry permit holder of an armed robber, uh, not too far from Saint Kate's, actually, and. Uh, I went, in fact, I sat uh, n- next to Gary at a neighborhood town hall meeting, and I was just slack-jawed. Uh, Gary can attest that my jaw was literally hanging down around my, my collarbone, uh, listening to the neighbors demanding justice for the deceased robber and wondering why the, they haven't arrested and imprisoned the shooter yet who shot himself, shot in self-defense. So this is the priorities of a vocal minority at the very least in this neighborhood now i'm dying to hear what the vocal minority in in highland park is saying about this particular episode so go ahead gary
2: well they're just contorting themselves to try to make this not terrorism when she admitted it (laughs) yes not not that she's accused of it that we think she might have did it She said she did it.
5: If I could build a bomb. You guys are lucky I couldn't build a bomb. I mean, I don't know how you can massage that. into. uh, Here's the quote. You guys are lucky I don't know how to build a bomb because I would have done that. Those are her words. I mean. Yeah. We don't think she might
2: have done it. She said she did it.
5: Exactly. Thanks for your call, Gary. Absolutely. I could see. I mean, the, the quote from the lawyer later on. He's he's He says, let's see if I can find that quote here. Uh, I mean, just the, the, the trail of evidence, not only her own statements, but I mean, there's there's apparently, allegedly, according to the police, uh, video of her going into and out of all of the areas, surveillance video of, of her going into and out of all the areas. They recovered a bag of matches on her person when she was uh, clipped. Patrick Winery, an attorney retained by Hassan's family, declined to comment on the charge, but it came as, quote, a big shock, saying... Quote, they're just at a loss. Now I imagine the family is at a loss. I has to have to also imagine mister Noanari Esquire is at a loss himself because he he's having to defend a, a defendant to try to defend a defendant who's basically given not only given the prosecution a, a case for the first degree arson and potentially terrorism, on, potentially on a federal level. I mean, she this this woman in her statements, uh, I hate to call her a woman. She's 19. And in this day, there was a time when 19-year-old was a grown-up, not so much anymore, I don't think. I, I, I think that's safe enough to say. But, I mean, this this person has, Ms. Hassan, has given the prosecutors on the state and potentially federal levels, uh, just an early Christmas present, or perhaps a, a Russian Orthodox Christmas present, uh, a Coptic Christian Christmas present, they celebrate their Christmas late as well, there you go, but a bada but a bow. He closes the circle anyway. He, this is probably the worst possible client if you 're a defense attorney now he has some arguments, their first offense. Who knows? Maybe they'll plead mental illness or or some sort of undue influence by 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 somebody in her life. And first offenses will usually get bargained down. The prosecutors will will uh, will will have some. Although I've been told by people with some knowledge in the area that you, when you're talking when you're starting at first degree arson, it's very hard to get yourself out of some kind of jail time. It seems unlikely that Miss Hassan is not going to spend at least a fair chunk of time behind bars and. Uh, well, I hate to see kids throwing their lives away. I, it's, it's hard not to not to see some justification to it here. So anyway, but it, I'm not so astounded by the fact that it happened because between the impulse, I should say, the influences of a small but toxic minority among the Muslim the extremist uh, elements of the Muslim community, that this sort of stuff is going to happen, and it is virtually inevitable. Uh, even though the vast majority, and I will say this, and some of you are going to disagree with me, I don't care. The vast majority of American Muslims, Muslims in America, are here for the same reasons that our great-grandparents came here for. And they uphold that with the same, just the same way our great-grandparents and grandparents did. Not all of them. There are obviously, as we have seen at St. Kate's, uh, some, some bad apples among among the among the bunch. And some who are, who are deeply, I don't know, have, have find the idea of committing this sort of violence, this sort of potential lethal mayhem against their fellow citizens, acceptable. Uh, not only is it, is it Muslim. But here's here's a woman who went to Saint Kate's, a, a place that is so politically correct, <laughs> it does make Saint Thomas and McAllister look like Liberty University. Uh, this is a place that has reached out to immigrants of all stripes, including illegal ones, in many, many ways. Every way they can possibly be inveigled to do. And yet, here we are. More when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot.
4: I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771.
0: That's 800-523-3771. 800-523-3771. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop. You save. Get full details on the example policy at
4: slugquote.com slash commercials, or price could vary depending on your health-issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states.
1: Don't miss Sandvold Financial Group's Money Talks radio show, here every Sunday morning at 9. Sandvold Financial Group is independent of Questar Capital Corporation, member FINRA, SIPC, and Questar Asset Management.
3: You know, I'm not a genius about money. I love my credit cards, and they love me. I was using them as a source of income, and then I got behind in my payments, and creditors were calling. I heard about Trinity, so I called and talked to a counselor. Now I've got one easy monthly payment, a lower interest rate, and I'm getting out of debt. If your debt has
7: you down, we should talk. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. 1-800-990-6976. Snelling Heating brings you Narn host Mitch Berg and Brad Carlson for a live broadcast from Holes for Heroes on Medicine Lake in Plymouth on January 27th and White Bear Lake on February 3rd. Holes for Heroes is an ice fishing contest designed to honor our military both at home and abroad. See Mitch and Brad on the ice for Holes for Heroes January 27th and February 3rd from 1 to 3 p.m. Google Holes for Heroes for location details.
0: Broadcast brought to you by Snelling Heating. Online at SnellingCompany.com. Your favorite Patriot hosts are right in your pocket. This is Michael Medved. Ah. Like, hey, it's my Well, not literally, but you can take Larry Elder on your next grocery run.
1: <laughs> or
0: bring Michael Medved with you out of state on your family vacation.
1: Are we there yet?
0: How? With the Patriot mobile app. Download it free in the App Store. And enjoy intelligent radio in crystal clear, high quality audio. AM 1280. The Patriot.
7: At Barnett Family Dentistry, we love to see you smile. So it's no surprise that our motto is "For all the smiles in your family." I'm Liz Barnett at Barnett Family Dentistry. We are located in Ramsey off of Highway 10, and online at BarnettFamilyDentistry.com. AF
5: 1280, the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio. Network, 651-289-4488,
3: you know
5: four,
3: four, eight, eight.
5: should you care to join me, love, and I hope ago. you do, talking so about the arson spree this past week at St. Catharines University and its motivations,
3: of course history repeats.
5: Of course, uh, history does repeat, or at least it does, when it comes to uh, the, the idea that when you uh, keep doing the same thing over and over again and... Uh, Expecting different results, uh, that's the definition of insanity. History most definitely does repeat and repeat and repeat. Uh, Scott Johnson of Powerline wrote about the St. Kate's incident uh, this past week. And he covered, by the way, Saint Scott Johnson, of course, not only a longtime friend of this broadcast, but uh, one of the original co-hosts of this broadcast going back to 2004, 2005. So he, we go way back. And, of course, he's been writing at Powerline since uh, almost as long as I've been writing Shot in the Dark I think they started a few months after me, actually, but uh, obviously they made it big, and, and well, here I am. But uh, yeah, the, the Scott Johnson, of course, uh, brings his his pithy wit to the the subject. Of course, Scott Johnson also a native of, uh, at least having having lived many years in the area around uh, around uh, Saint Kate's, and as well as as being a lawyer of some renown himself. He pointed out what d- we did, and I quote, Hassan did a lot of talking that will prove pro- uh, helpful to the prosecution of the case against uh, her. She explained to police, quote, she wanted the school to burn to the ground and that her intent was to hurt people. You just heard a migraine pop up in her attorney's head. Uh, she said uh, similar attacks happened, quote, on Muslim land, end quote, and no one cared if Muslims were hurt. Uh, Hassan said she also told police that she had written a letter to her roommates, containing, quote, radical ideas about supporting Muslims and bringing back the caliphate, end quote. And just to be clear, says Scott Johnson, she also told authorities, quote, you guys are lucky I don't know how to build a bomb because I would have done that. To which Scott Johnson replies, good to know. Uh, Scott Johnson says her efforts to burn St. Case to the ground – Ran from sometime before noon uh, until she was arrested on campus at around 2 o'clock uh, outside the uh, school's Jean d'Arc uh, Auditorium uh, down on Randolph Avenue, which Scott Johnson says, on a personal note, I've been to Jean d'Arc uh, many times for performances by artists ranging from uh, Cry, 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 Allison Krauss, uh, Union Station, and of course uh, his own kids, uh, Livingston Taylor. It's a magnificent performing space. I... I want to say I've been there too. I've, I've actually, do, I think I hosted the Laura Ingram. I emceed a Laura Ingram appearance there back in, I think, 2007, 2000. Yeah, 2007, I believe that was. Uh, wonderful space, if I have the right space. They have a lot of good performing space. Oh, that was probably O'Shaughnessy, wasn't it? Never mind. Forget about it. I've been to John Dark. I just haven't performed there. Anyway, it is like all the performing spaces at St. Kate's, is a magnificent performing space. Um, but. As Scott Johnson points out correctly, like, uh, history does repeat, unlike the uh, the song's assertions. And I quote, like the defendants convicted in the case of the Minnesota men that uh, I covered for Powerline and the Weekly Standard years ago, this is the uh, Somalis uh, who were arrested and uh, charged with with basically carrying on recruitment for terrorists for al-Shabaab here in Minnesota. Uh, but, Scott Johnson writes, quote, Hassan has been the beneficiary of the best Minnesota has to offer. She attended Highland Park Junior High School, a couple blocks from our old home. That's the Johnson family old home in Highland Park. She graduated from Johnson Senior High School in St. Paul before moving on to St. Kate's to go to college. If you have additional background, Hassan, of course, Scott Johnson would like to hear that at uh, Powerline." Uh, feedback uh, at gmail.com. He lists that as his, his uh, on his blog post, which I will uh, link at shotinthedark.info. Uh, but uh, he Johnson knows bail's been set at hundred thousand dollars. She also ordered uh, has been ordered to stay away from campus and quote surrender her passport. And Johnson closes quote If she makes bail and violates that court order about returning to Saint Kate's, she'll really be in trouble. <laughs> How very very true. Uh, and Scott has a way with these things, of course, as as uh, he always has. And, and and that is that's to be expected. I mean, she doesn't sound like the the brightest of defendants, and and the even the Ramsey County Prosecutor's Office should make short work of her, um, like they did with uh, the people who attacked the Trump rally. Oh wait, no, uh, no, this one they'll probably get serious about because because Ms. Hassan uh, attacked a a bastion of Twin Cities DFL liberal community. St. Kate's has deep ties to the local DFL. So Ms. Hassan did something that anti-Fa uh, had the good sense not to do attack a bastion of local DFLdom, uh, and and no, that's that's way too cynical of me. Of course, I mean I I have to suspect the the the, the first degree arson uh, is is a crime that that everyone has to take seriously, especially if it's linked with with terroristic threats. But I'm just noting the the incongruity. Of the Ramsey County Prosecutor's Office uh, and the the zeal with which they jump onto a case, where they attack a an institution that has been a, a deep supporter of local the local DFL of progressivism in Minnesota, as opposed to the dilatory nature in which they approach the terrorism, uh, because that is the correct word, the terrorism waged by anti fa uh, against. Uh, local conservatives, or against dissenters from, from the progressive orthodoxy. Well, you could say apples and oranges, in which case I'd say no, no, clementines and tangerines people here. We're, we're talking two different species of the same fruit here, folks. Uh, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. When we come back, Minnesota State Republican Party Chair Jennifer Carnahan ruffled a few feathers this past week by, dem- by proposing A 10% commission on big donations. Boy, you should hear some people squawking about that. More on that when we return. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot.
3: Do you have to? Do you have to? Do you have to let it?
4: Call
7: AIG Direct for a free, no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you could save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-981-0472. That's 1-800-981-0472. 1-800-981-0472.
4: The world is a more dangerous place now than ever before. So who do you
0: trust for security at your business or for your next event? Here at AM 1280, The Patriot, we trust Midwest Protection Agency. Their staff is highly trained, incredibly professional, and provides services such as executive protection and transportation, corporate security, and workplace violence security services. To contact Midwest Protection, visit them online at mwprotection.net. That's mwprotection.net.
3: The perfect Valentine's Day gift is to learn how to dance with this exclusive half-price offer from the Patriot and American Classic Ballroom.
0: Get 20 lessons for just 850. That's half price.
3: American Classic Ballroom has developed the most effective method to teach you any dance style.
0: There are only 2 of these half-off deals available.
3: 20 dance lessons for just 850 from the Patriot and American Classic Ballroom. Give her a Valentine's gift
0: she'll never
5: expect.
3: Call the Patriot today at 651-405-8800
5: stuck in an expensive timeshare contract and feel like there's no way out i'm chuck mcdowell ceo of wesley financial group i've helped thousands of people get off their timeshares
1: I didn't realize what I was getting into. The whole thing was just a scam. I finally found information on Chuck, and he agreed to meet us. It was just a wonderful experience because uh, he knows that business inside out, and he actually wanted to solve our problem.
5: I fought the largest timeshare company in federal court, and yes, I won. Whether you owe ten to $250,000 on your timeshare, we can help cancel your mortgage. When you're approved as a client, I guarantee you a 100% success rate. We'll get you out of your timeshare, eliminate your your payments and get them off of your back permanently proudly, and we probably hold an a-plus rating with a better business bureau
7: call wesley financial group now for your free consultation at 800-786-9300 that's 800-786-9300 800-786-9300 this is
0: am